Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In this world, there are more stories than islands in the Philippines. Some are tropical, some are full of snakes, some have sizzling sisig, but all are worth the topographical cartography. So, open your bibig wide and listen. Welcome to Brushtown Stories, Episode 11, Ella Sunshine on a Cloudy Day, Part 2. It's odd how in a moment you can reflect on all your life. And when Ella Sunshine had that knife pulled on her, she flashed back on all the steps that got her here, leaving New Moeller with her brother to pursue his dream of singing, propping him up as he fell into drink and sin, writing all his songs, standing in the shadows, doing everything for him, then in a fit of pique, ending up being bothered by this gang. How about you cheese off? She said, getting to her feet. The group of toughs backed up a step. What? This is balled up, one of the boys said. He turned to another. Once in future, Walter, what should we do? Listen, dame, you don't realize this is nickel rubber's territory. So how about you pay the entrance fee and we all go on our ways? No, Ella replied. She was sick of it, of being pushed around. She was not going to take it. The problem was there were six of them and one of her, and the only time she'd ever thrown a punch, it was by accident at the toothsome pageant and gave the actor playing Pontius Pirate a fat lip. But she closed her eyes and took a swing and missed. The nickel rubbers were not impressed with Ella's newfound confidence. Two of them grabbed her while once in future Walter put his knife right up to her face. I am a thousand years old. I was an emperor of Rome. I was a plank on the ship of discovery. I will cut you into eels, he rasped. Ella braced herself as he brought the knife back, but suddenly he was grabbed by a large figure his hand adorned with a tattoo of Kemp Morgan sniffing for oil. In one quick move, once and future Walter was laid out on the ground. It was Big Bull, the peacekeeper of the Octopus Arms Inn. Those bulls! One of the nickel rubbers shouted. It's a real goon! With that, they scattered. Big Bull put his boot on once and future Walter's chest. 
apologize to the lady, Bull said in a flat tone. Sorry, sorry. Damn it, you're gonna stomp me? I always knew I'd go out in a burst of stomps. Bull lifted his foot and let once and future Walter scurry away. Another voice asked Ella, You okay? It was the singer from the balcony. She reached out and touched Ella's face. You got cut a little. Ella hadn't even realized. She touched her face. Don't worry, you still got the shine. Besides, in this city, scars are handshakes. I don't trust anyone who hasn't been nicked a bit. She spoke with a light accent that Ella couldn't place. Come on back to my place. It's just down the block. You need Bull to carry you? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now, Fall of the House of Sunshine is offering episode commentary to Fable and Folly Plus supporters, still entirely ad-free. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus. Her room was like what Ella imagined France to be and smelled sort of like toast. I know it's a dumb name, Veranda. The singer said as she dabbed a wet cloth on Ella's cut. My mother was from India. She came to Trinidad because they needed workers because they got rid of slavery. Well replaced one kind for another. She married a coolie merchant. She said the first word of English she heard was the word veranda. She thought it was beautiful, so she named me that. Veranda. I think she's full of it. She knows English better than that. She can write the alphabet and knows maths, but that's mother's. I think she damn well knew what a veranda was, but she just liked the sound of it. So you grew up in the Caribbean? Oh, I never grew up. That's why I sing at a bar where they let women slap a fella. Oh, that. Ella paused for a moment. I wasn't going to, but his eyes, they just like... Yeah, the doc has that way. He understand the stare, the man's stare. But it pulls in the crowds, and I think it puffs him a bit anyway. Puffs? You know, in his trousers. (laughs) She laughed. Ella laughed, too. He's all right, though. That song you sang, is it from... No, no, that's Ladino, Veranda replied. I learned it from the daughter of a rabbi in Malaga. We lived together by the sea and fed each other oysters. How long have you been here? Year on and off. Last several, I spent most of my time in Montreal. You ever go? Veranda asked. She wrung out the cloth and got some makeup from a table. 
No, I'm rather provincial. Not many provincial people I know use the word provincial, Veranda said with a smile as she put some powder on Ella's face. A small black kitten sauntered out from a half-open closet and stretched, its little tail forming a curlicue. Suddenly Ella felt flush. I should probably go. Why, my brother will miss me. Veranda smiled and went to her dressing table and opened a drawer. Least have a drink. Rude of me not to offer sooner. I don't really drink. I find if you pretend you do, soon you will really drink. She poured two small glasses. They clinked them together. They sipped them, no speaking. The soft light of a Chinese lantern was all the light in the room. Ella wanted to explain that she was from a small town, an odd town, that she prayed to a tooth and was working toward bringing its power back, that when she wrote songs, she felt like the tooth was on her shoulder, that when she laid in bed and couldn't sleep because her heart would beat so fast, because all the fear and mistakes of the day sat on her like a tiger, she wanted to explain to Veranda that sometimes she sits by the window and smells the curtains and she doesn't know why. And sometimes she pretends the tiny china dishes are actually tiny worlds with small horses that have names like Stephen or Percy. But all she ends up saying is, I'm sort of an odd duck. Veranda finished her drink and put a hand on Ella's leg and then turned until their faces were a breath apart and she leaned in and put her lips against Ella's. Ella pulled away. Sorry. Sorry. Wh what? Ella stuttered. Veranda stood up. I thought you were. It's all right. I was what? Ella gripped the small glass in her hands. That you were a bit left. Ella looked at her blankly. A bull dagger. That's not a... That's not what people are. People aren't that. Some are. Miranda walked away from Ella. I never considered something like that was possible. I never thought on it, or ever. Ella fumbled for her words. You can go if you want, Miranda countered. She wouldn't turn to face Ella. I never really, with anyone, not just, not just you, only never even realized such a door in the world existed or, or could be opened. There are plenty who'd slam my fingers in that door, Veranda replied. Many who have. And suddenly it seemed as if this mysterious, powerful person was fragile as poorly tempered glass. Ella stayed on the bed. Ella considered it all. A life spread out before her, Veranda and she walking the streets of Montreal, riding trains, riding horses, running her finger across her eyebrows and counting the creases in her fingers. They'd have a dog and a small boy who would read the newspaper and pretend to be a dragon. She wasn't sure where the boy came from, but he would be well behaved. And they'd sit at a table and they'd laugh. They'd laugh like the whole world was their private glittering joke. But no, she pushed this world out of her head. She had a duty to her brother, to the pearly truth, 
to everything. That life was too big and unwritten. I do have to go, Ella said. She stood up, but instead of going to the door, she walked over to Veranda and put a sweaty palm on the small of her back. But not right now. Brushtown Stories is a Roy Gold production. It was written by Jonathan Goldberg with music by David Riglieri. Ella Sunshine is Kate McCluggage. Find out more about the show and cast at podmusical.com. Find out more about pre-cinematographic optical devices such as magic lanterns, earlier and current film technologies, and stage items from early Italian movies at Museo Nazionale del Cinema located in Turin, Italy, in the Mole Antonelliano Tower. Thanks for listening, and have a suntabulous bicuspid of a day. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.